This week on Talking Back, if you don't buy this comic, the Punisher will shoot your planet. Talking Back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Back podcast, where we chat about past achievements in comics, movies, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim Hobbs Manis. And with me in studio today is part-time co-host Dean Manis. Today we're going to be talking about the Space Punisher comic book series. Welcome, Dean. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Great. It's a little bit warm in studio today. It is. We had a bit of a heat wave yesterday. Yeah. A little Uh, thunderstorm last night. A little thunderstorm, so a little muggy, warm, but that's okay. Yeah. We're going to get through it. I'm already sweating. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be going to the water a few times. Yeah. So, Dean, we share a, a common last name. We do, because yes. Because we are brothers. Yeah. We're uh, going to try not to get into a fist fight uh, <laughs> halfway through this episode, but I think we'll, we'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. We like to get together and talk about these things, so might as well uh, press record while we do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we were just going to get together and talk about this anyway, so we decided to lug a bunch of equipment in and record it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, so the Space Punisher. Um, this was a short four-issue comic books uh, arc that was released in September of 2012. So, little little while ago, I had only read it maybe a year ago, so I was a little bit behind on it. But really, really loved it. It's a real crazy, crazy story. Yeah, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, we have the writer uh, Frank Thierry. Uh, and the artist is Mark Teixeira. So do you know anything about these two people? Yeah, I know that these guys are like journeymen of Marvel and DC. They, they're nothing doing nothing flashy, um, but they're, they have a lot of work under their belt. Um, they'll pop in for, um, you know, a lot of Batman issues here or there for DC or kind of all over the map for Marvel. Um, I really like Teixeira. I really like this art style. Um, it's, it's he's always kind of unique in that way it's always like it's painted right mm, it's it's, it's really yeah it's, it's really unique and uh and frank thierry is yeah he's just a solid guy these guys just put in their work and um they're always kind of pumping something out that's good do you know of um runs that these guys have been on or do they do more one-off short stuff personally i know just the pop in and out stuff the one-off stuff so um You'll have just, yeah, some sort of break in between um, large writing gaps or large art- artist gaps, and they'll pop in and do something. Right. Um, and so I, I haven't read anything that they've done in sort of a, a long run. Uh, it's probably probably out there, um, but I've just seen them sort of pop in and do something here or there. Mm-hmm. Well, after reading this, I would like to read more. Oh, for uh, sure, yeah. Um, the writer, Frank Thierry. Yeah. Um, you spoke of the, the art style, which is re- really what grabbed me initially with this comic book it's like you said it's a it's painted yeah uh, and it's just it's beautiful yeah i just i look at i look at the painting and just cringe at how how much work this guy must have put in for this and i feel like the reason this was only four issues is because that's about all he could do yeah in in probably the time allotted to him it's just yeah everything looks like it took so long to do any any you know panel could be on your wall as a piece of art. oh yeah yeah definitely and it just like this comic like you said short 
and it just moves mm -hmm. because they have this big story they're trying to tell, yeah. but they probably want to tell it in a short amount of time, right? Because right. of putting out those issues because they take so long. So that just goes. Yeah, there is zero fluff in this. <laughs> there is zero there fluff. There is not one panel that doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, it's, it's great. Uh, I read up a little bit about um, Mark Teixeira's process because I was curious. Okay, yeah. um, I consider myself a struggling artist, so I appreciate seeing um, work like this. Uh, so his process for this is he'll he'll roughly pencil out all the panels. Okay. Uh, he often uses reference photos, like actual photos of people oh, yeah. or models to kind of get the uh, the look of the person down. Um, I, I want to think that for this book, he probably had a model come in and he did some you know drawings of that person because it really looks like a, a real person. Definitely. Uh, it doesn't yeah. look like something he came up with in his head. Yeah. So after he, uh, after he does his loose pencil, uh, he tightens everything up with pencil and then he creates an underpainting. So the underpainting is just shades of either sepia, brown, black, or white. And he kind of gets the shapes okay. all, all together. Yeah. Uh, after that, he just starts to paint. He'll do the character's expressions in the next stage. And then um, when he's got all that laid out, he carefully applies a thin layer of acrylic paint for the final colors. Uh, but he only does it real lightly as, as to not lose the underpainting. Okay. So it sounds like the underpainting is kind of his base colors. Yeah. And then he touches it up with colors uh, at the end. To get the finer details. Yeah. Kind of worked out. Yeah. So. Yeah maybe a four four or five step process there wow just to do all yeah. this so it's not like he just sits down and starts painting he's got yeah you know an elaborate process here so oh so much work yeah for sure i, I think I, I think you might be right about the the model thing this guy just looks like he's like a leading man in a movie he does. or something he right like, he's got like the the jaw and yeah the, yeah he's a he's a person yeah he, for he's sure somebody yeah yeah it looks yeah it looks quite it's got that realistic look to the characters and then that surreal look to the world, which the painting I think really helps. Yeah. Helps you get that. And there's not too many humans in this book. So True. I feel like yeah. Frank Castle is probably, probably the only model he needed. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest are, you know, yeah. cartoon characters. The rest are, actually uh, do look like they are, yeah, some sort of drawing or, or alien or yeah. cartoon. Even if they're humanoids, they yeah. still, uh, they still don't look quite like a person like he does. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, why don't we get right into the book then? Yeah, sounds good. And talk uh, talk about the story. So we start off. It's your classic Punisher story. Yeah. He's out for revenge. Yeah. His family's been murdered. Family's dead. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, he's looking for some revenge, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> but this time it's in space. Yeah. So it... he, he exists in space. He's looking for uh, a group called the Six Finger Hand, right? Who were, were responsible for the killings, and he's been looking for eight years already. Yeah. Uh, so that's a long time. Yeah, and he kind of gives out the first. What you get is that he's okay. He's got to find these six finger these people for the Six Fingered Hand, um, but then he kind of says, "But I'm really interested in who's behind them." So right. you already have this like layers of bosses that you got to get through. Yes. Right, and it's. Uh, He's been looking for quite a while, and it kicks off with him finding one of them. That's right. Just to, like, tell you, okay, I'm not insane. They exist. Like, mm -hmm. after searching for eight years, you might think, do they even exist? Like, this right. is just the name I've heard. 
and I've heard that they've been involved in killing my family, but do they even exist? Right. So that this could have been a longer arc, having him go through those years on For sure, yeah. different journeys and yeah. different fights leading up to this, but right. they decided to get right to the action. Right to the killing. Let's get right to the killing. everything in <laughs> yeah. real, real tight. Right so, to the space killing. Right. So we start off, and he, he finds one of, um, I believe it's one of the six-fingered hands captains yeah we're calling them capos right in the story right yeah and there's six six capos yeah i believe uh so he he starts off and he finds the first one it's uh the queen of the sim brudance now this is an an alien looking character for sure um the the typical um uh ridley scott alien yeah it's kind of like the xenomorph yeah Yeah, the xenomorph i don't know if you've ever played Starcraft, the video game? No. It's a mix between a character and there, too. A Zerg, okay. a Zerg hydralistic, hydralisk, it's called. Okay. Uh, and then I found there's a little bit of a, the Venom symbiote in there as well. For sure, yeah. So, it's a brood mixed with Venom symbiote. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Yes, this is... Like, it, he, he actually, like, falls right into the action right away, like, a couple pages in. And it that's where it gripped me. Just kind of, like, right away. He's in the middle, surrounded by this already just a combination of like a brood and a symbiote yeah and yeah he's surrounded (laughs) right away you got to see what he's made of right he's surrounded by the queen's the queen's swarm yeah yeah and they're um, which i think they say have sort of like a hive mind type thing going right right like i think they were saying that might that's probably i don't know if i think that's a brood maybe characteristic that they have a hive mind thing well from from the the panels in the comic it's fairly apparent that they don't like him and they don't want him to be there so <laughs> yeah maybe if there is no uh common, common yeah. mind um, <laughs> they're all on the same page, on the same page. <laughs> yeah. they, they know that this guy just fell into their lair and yeah. he probably doesn't belong there yeah so i was uh, i was a little bit worried for him you know for sure yeah it's like a little bit of a tough test um and he pulls out a couple guns and they turn out to be ultra powerful yeah this is this two gun thing is like here, here's where I'm reading, and you never really know what you're gonna get in a comic. Like especially when you just started out, you're like, okay, where's this gonna go? Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm like, this is kind of great. Like I think this is gonna be really good. He pulls out two guns. One's called Sound. One called Fury. I'm like, he's gonna bring the Sound and Fury. What is that? That's yeah. Like what sound? What is that? That does not a scary sounding gun. Mm-hmm. But it's the symbiote and the Brood. So. Right. He uses the sound gun to get the symbiote to be lifted off the brood and then blows them away with fury. Yes. Right there, that action piece is just one of the best things I've seen the Punisher do mm-hmm. in a comic. Yeah. Just the dual pistol, this does this, this does the other thing. Until the next page. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. He pulls out a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was... Does he have a lightsaber? He has a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't take long for yeah. him to pull out sound, fury, and a lightsaber. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're like, okay, so Punisher's going to be in space, and they are going to do whatever they want with him. Yeah. And it is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, um, the style of this comic is very much a what-if comic. You know, back in the 80s, it's a, it's a style where they'll, they'll take one of your favorite characters Mm -hmm. and just put it, put him in a, him or her in a a weird scenario. And this is very much that type of story. Like, what if, I feel like it's what if Punisher was in space and could do almost anything he wanted. For sure, the, yeah. The the weapons and the resources at his disposal were unlimited. Yeah. And let's throw him in an impossible scenario 
and watch him shoot his way through it. Yeah, definitely. Or lightsaber his way through it. Right. right. <laughs> Slash his way through it. So as he's fighting this brood, um, we're introduced to a couple of members of his team. And that is Chip the robot. Yeah. And we meet the starship Mary yeah. as well. So yeah. So that's, that's his team. It's interesting that that parallels his family in real life. For sure, he yeah. He has a boy yeah. and his wife. And Marie is the name of his ship. I think it's the name of his wife as well in this yeah. comic. Yeah. And then the robot, it's it's the size of a boy. Yeah, the robot is childlike, for sure. Yeah. 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 With with uh, dual-wielding pistols. Yes. <laughs> just cannons for arms. Yeah. Yeah. No wastefulness there. So they just, like, team up and go to town. Mm-hmm on these yeah like and the thing like i'm just looking at these panels right now and just about the art um like you can see while he's still shooting all them that the symbiote is like hovering in the air like while they're still shooting that's still up there and you can see he's still using the sound gun like it's not just the one-time thing they kept it going where each fighting panel there's just black ooze at the top kind Mm -hmm. of dripping down yeah really neat Mm -hmm. and really like you can see how paint would be really beneficial for something like that for appearing that it's dripping. Sure. Yeah. So this is where we say goodbye to the queen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's another thing that this comic does like when it just, it just moves like there's once that boss, that queen is in the page, she's dead. (laughs) Like it's, it's not going to take long for that to happen. There's yeah. not. There's going to be no big lead up to that. There's no real drawn out fights in this one. No. Yeah. So um, once the people that need to die are on the page, they're dead. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So he does some damage to the queen with his weapons, yeah. but ultimately he um, uses uh, Marie, the starship, to uh-huh. to beam them out, to beam Frank and Chip out, and to leave a bomb in their place. Yeah. And that is the end of the queen and her swarm. Yeah, and an easy, uh, quick storytelling um, way to show you that they can be beamed in and out of places, mm-hmm. and things can be beamed down. Like, it's yeah. you don't have to really explain anything. We got dropped right in, kind of like Frank got dropped into this uh, swarm, we got dropped into this comic, and we just got to kind of learn what the rules are as we go, because this is not the Punisher we've seen before. Right. Right, so now we know things that his ship can do, which will come back later in a big way. Right, right, so he there's three fairly powerful characters working together here yeah for sure they are a team it's not just him Mm -hmm. which is strange because it's usually just him right and that is a powerful bomb (laughs) oh yeah yeah that did some damage takes them apart Mm -hmm. yeah they are gone yeah so uh the punisher moves on from there Mm -hmm. um he's looking for the next capo to Mm -hmm. dispose of Uh, and he heads uh he heads to a bar um and i i love i love this panel where he's walking into the bar yeah. Uh, he's got his Punisher shirt on. Yeah. Chip the robot. It looks like his metal suit is the Punisher symbol as well. For sure, yeah. And everybody in the bar is kind of stopped and is looking at them, including Thanos. Yeah. Who's just right beside them. Yeah, you got a nice cameo from him. <laughs> just a little bit of him, a little, maybe less than half of his body, but yeah. uh, he's kind of looking over and um, I, he looks annoyed. He looks a little concerned. He, looks, he does look a little <laughs> he concerned. Looks a little bit like... This guy should not be here. Like, I thought this was kind of the bar where we can all hang out and we don't have to worry about Frank. Right. It looks like everybody actually in the bar is somewhat uncomfortable. Except for Frank. He looks, yeah. Yeah. 
He looks like a man on a mission, which he always is. Yeah. So basically Frank's at the bar trying to get some information. Uh, and we encounter the rhino. Yeah. I didn't know at first because he's so, he's so strange, but, uh, upon second reading, I was like, oh, I, that's the rhino. It is. It's a real weird version of him. Yeah. But I, I really like it. It's really cool. It's, it's kind of like, what if the rhino wasn't wearing a suit? but was actually a half rhino, half man type alien yeah. character. So. He's actually menacing. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of like uh killer croc in yeah. DC. Right. It's, it's a lot, he's a lot scarier when he's, you know, lizarding out. Um, kind of like this rhino here. Yeah. He, he looks like he is part rhino. He's got that horn growing out of his head and it's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he quickly gets blasted. <laughs> Yeah. The second he Again. Puts, the second he puts his hand on Frank, Marie blasts him and only his feet are left. Yeah. So this is where we get an idea for kind of the type of violence that we might be in store for. For sure. So they're they're not afraid to show some graphic violence here. Yeah, and another indicator that they are a team. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That this is this is they're all working together. Frank needed uh Chip at the beginning and he needs Marie now. Yeah. Yeah, so out of out of that bar scene, he gets some info for where to go next. And his next stop, he ends up getting information about who the rest of the captains are. Yeah. So he's able to 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 learn that. So he learns that yes, the queen was one of them, and the other five are Dr. Octopus, the Green Goblin, Magneto, the Red Skull, and Ultron. Yeah. So characters that were fairly familiar with having For sure, comic yeah. book backgrounds yeah. um but they're all a little bit different than, unique than, designs yeah, yeah. Than you expect just like the rhino had changed a bit yeah these characters have all changed as well uh and i think they're very cool oh definitely yeah um i think my favorite is dr octopus same for sure because he's just he, he's half octopus he is his bottom yeah. half is uh is eight yeah he's got like the tentacles, tentacles. right like yeah yeah and uh, green goblins cool. green goblin is also i think one of my favorites as well, just with actually having like the goblin style wings. Yeah. Um, Magneto, I don't know what they even did with him. No, Mag- Magneto and Red Skull are just straight up they themselves. They made him like an older <laughs> man with some white hair and changed yeah. his his robe. But I guess I, maybe he looks a little more mystical. Like yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit more like a sorcerer. I'm, yeah, I think they could have done a lot more there. Yeah, he's probably the weakest in my opinion. I, yeah, I felt like the character designs, maybe as they're going along, like the top three are like really unique, mm-hmm. and then the bottom three are just kind of they're wearing outfits. You know, yeah, they're, they're wearing very, different they're very outfits. Similar. Red Skull yeah. is also very similar. Yeah, he like just maybe might be a ninja. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does have that appearance. Yeah, yeah, and then Ultron is uh, Ultron's pretty neat actually because Ultron doesn't different, look yeah. like a robot. It, he looks organic actually. Yeah. Um, he does, yeah. He looks like some sort of alien. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I like um, how we get this information. Uh, is, like you said, Frank just following that lead. And when we cut straight to the the, the hideout where he's, he's following the lead, everybody's dead. Like, we've cut to it and everyone is already slaughtered. Whereas when we got to the bar, you know, he we see him walk in, we see him, like, talk to people, rough people around, get some information. The next one we cut... 
everyone's dead <laughs> except right. for one guy's left and that guy's dishing all the information right that's yeah. fir- at the first bar we arrived with them yeah and at this one we arrived two minutes <laughs> yeah two minutes after they had already arrived and everybody is a bloody mess it, it was a bloody mess. a bloody there mess blood everywhere yeah and we're still just in the first issue yeah and he has already you know taken out one of the the queen and the yeah. swarm gone to the bar Followed that lead, wiped out everyone there, yeah. like, and we're still in. It's just moving. Yeah, he managed to not get into a fight with Thanos. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we have, um, quickly, after he gets his info about the, the Capos, we, we quick, quickly get into some more action. Mm-hmm. And we have Sabretooth, Deadpool, and the leader breaking yeah. through a wall, coming to get him. Yeah, and it's uh, dropped that they are... Uh, the the six fingered hand mercenaries. That's right. Right. The, yeah. the they're the deadliest assassins. They're yeah the the deadliest hitmen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if they're the deadliest hitmen. Why aren't they the captains? Right. <laughs> right. Why don't maybe have nine captains or I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know but but again this is just another level um uh, for us to yeah. work our way up up the ladder to get to the for the sure six fingered hand so there's just for more. Sure. More people to fight, uh, middle range, yeah. middle range guys. Yeah, definitely. To uh, just more action to be had to step to where we need to get. Right. So Daredevil, uh, sorry, not Daredevil, Deadpool. Deadpool lands in. Uh, looks like he shoots Frank. Mm-hmm. Looks like Frank gets hit, and then Sabretooth comes and grabs him by the throat, and that's where we end our first issue. Yeah. Yeah, it was a that was a good one. It's as a great first, first issue. Go, yeah, it, it was just nonstop fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you you. You kind of just have to keep going on this one. Yeah. Um, in, in 2012, I think I think that is around the time I was just starting to get heavily back into comics, and this just wasn't on my radar. Um, I was getting into sort of the biggest name creators, and I uh, missed this one. And it's uh, if I was reading at that time, this would definitely be something where you, you pick that up, you just have tons of fun with one issue, and I, I got to keep going. Like, yeah. What else is this going to bring if that was the first one? I think you got this for me for my birthday. <laughs> that, I think you were the one who bought this. That one. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up uh, morning of my birthday and uh, I got an email from Comixology that you had put this in my cart for me. Oh, excellent. So, like, right yeah. on. I was like, that's, that's cool. It's probably just solely based on the cover. Probably. Which, yeah. And the title, Space yeah. Punisher. I oh, know, yeah. know you love Punisher. Know you love like sci-fi stuff. So smash them together. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. It was, it was great. Yeah. So ever since I was trying to get you to read it. And yeah you, you never did until now, i so. i didn't yeah until yeah. now i'm glad i did now yeah yeah all right well let's move on yeah i i like issue two's lead off it might issue two's lead off might be the best lead off yeah of, of any of the comics because we're introduced to the hulk yeah and you end on a cliffhanger where frank is kind of in danger he is he's, and then you, he's in a bit of trouble yeah and you pick up the second issue not even about him at all right so you really start to like, they have something big to tell you in this comic about the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And so they have your attention right away by leaving it off with a cliffhanger and then starting up with, okay, well, let's show you the Hulk now. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's a full page frame and in the top left corner, it says archived footage, subject, the Hulk. Yeah. And it is such a good panel. It's The Hulk is a behemoth. Oh, he's he, huge. He looks like a monster, a, a weird, like almost like a goblin hulk or yeah. something he's got pointy ears he looks very angry he's got four arms and 
laying at his feet are the basically the remains of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. He's killed them all except Human Torch, who is in the process of getting killed. Yeah, he's being slapped by uh, the Thing's arm, which is yes. which the Hulk has ripped off of the Thing. Yes, and the Thing is bleeding a lot. It's just like clearly this is one of the strongest Hulks. Yeah. Uh, there is. He's got Mr. Fantastic tied into a knot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the knot like he's just a garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. It looks like that. Invisible woman is lying there, lifeless. Um, the thing might not be dead, but... He's bleeding he's out. He's bleeding out hard. Yeah. No, he looks like he's in pain. And yeah, the human torch is about to be extinguished. Yeah, I like this, uh, like this Goro-style hulk from like uh mortal Kombat, yeah, like the, the final boss is. right yeah. he looks very much that's like right. that yeah. yeah good call yeah so we know he's uh we know in this world if that wasn't enough if just opening up on him like destroying the fantastic four wasn't enough we throw in samson mm-hmm. adam where it's like oh don't worry we got the hulk we got him under control we're throwing our version of superman at this guy. Is that who Samson is? I yeah, didn't know who Samson he's is. He's Marvel's version of Superman. Okay. And we'll throw we'll throw that guy at the Hulk. And again, it is just... With an army. With, an oh, arm, yeah. There's him and an army of he's, spaceships. He's leading an army. And he, he basically says he has everything under control. And then we cut to, again, destruction. Mm-hmm. Just body pieces floating in space yeah we blood just, everywhere yeah there's there isn't even a frame no. of the hulk doing it it happens so fast which it's is so perfect the frame of yeah. destruction and then his face saying smash hulk's yes. face things that's all you need and he's killed samson with samson's own hair he's choking <laughs> right to death right. with his own long hair <laughs> right uh, which is the the Samson thing, right? His hair is where his power That's is, right. like like uh, right. like in the from the Bible, right? Yeah. So he chokes him with his power. Yeah. So that didn't that plan didn't work. No. So yeah, they're they're trying to stop the Hulk. He's um a bit of a uh, a nuisance to put it lightly. A, yeah. A universal or galactic nuisance. Yeah. Um. And sort of the the extent of the Hulk's power is something that is uh, commonly debated. Mm-hmm. Uh between you know everyone in universe and just people reading the comics it's always you never know how how powerful he can be and how strong he can be so this comic just wants to lead off right away with he's at the max <laughs> like yeah, you, 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 you the, have never seen him stronger that's right you yeah. get the feeling they're going there just for for how powerful they've made the punisher already yes if you were to compare that to the hulk well look out because yeah the hulk is ridiculously powerful here yeah again just fun yeah. <laughs> right? Just yeah. what they're doing with all the characters here. Yeah. It's just fun. You just kind of enjoy it. Yeah, that's right. So the Hulk just takes off. He's got somewhere to be. You don't know where. He's got things he's, to do. Yeah, he's angry. People to something. smash. Yeah. yeah. Someone someone has made him mad. Yeah. So where do we go from there? Uh, so then we actually cut back to Sabretooth and um, Deadpool uh, taking on, you know, where, where we left off the Punisher, where he was sort of in uh, not a great state. He had been shot by Deadpool, it seems like, and Sabretooth uh, had his had his claws around him. Well, he's lying unconscious on the ground here. Yeah. So. Looks like deal's done for him. Right? <laughs> Looks like he's he's, he's caught. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he just stabs Sabretooth. Yeah. With, uh, with some, some with sort of... With his own claws. Yeah, with his own claws. He, he has. <laughs> he has Wolverine he has claws. Sound. 
he has fury <laughs> he has a lightsaber he's got a super powerful robot boy he's got a super powerful spaceship yeah and now he's got laser claws coming out of his wrist like wolverine does yeah a little bit of like x-23 because he's got only the two of them yeah right yeah he's uh I love that they just keep giving us more. Exactly. More fun weaponry for him to have. Yeah, he's unconscious on the ground. Okay, he can't, he's probably can't get to his guns. Like, what's he going to do with lightsaber? He just wakes up and yeah. stabs through the chest. Yeah, it just makes you think, like, what else what is else? coming? Yeah, what it's else? so fun. Just, yeah. What else are they going to think about to give this guy? Yeah. And then, like, Deadpool starts opening fire on him and he just starts deflecting them yeah. with, with those claws. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I felt like at this point you know the next thing to happen is his crotch is going to open up and a little handgun no, is going to totally yeah shoot uh, saber tooth in the stomach too could be anything yeah and i was hoping for it we didn't get it though for sure um but then that's where we kind of uh that's where we find out hulk was going yeah and hulk was coming here hulk was on his way here it didn't take him very long to get there either. no no yeah so we don't know why hulk is here we don't know why yet but he smashes through the roof and lands on top of the leader and the leader... Hmm. leader squished after that one. Yeah, I think he broke his back. Yeah, I think he wasn't looking good after that. No, he he doesn't actually ever get up again, so... No. <laughs> mm. And then he just manhandles Deadpool and Sabretooth on the next next page. Yeah, yeah. He uh, basically rips off Deadpool's head. <laughs> Gives it a toss. Throws it into outer space. Yeah, something we all want to do. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sabretooth leaps at him. Um, Hulk bites him like Sabretooth ends up in Hulk's mouth yeah it's one of those it's one of those moments where somebody is jumping at a huge beast and they just open their mouth yeah. <laughs> and bite into him yeah bites him in half yeah then spits his upper body yeah out through the same hole that he yeah. threw Deadpool's <laughs> right, head right this so you got Deadpool's head yeah Deadpool's head Sabretooth's upper half of his body floating in space the yeah. rest is still in the room <laughs> yeah so at this point in the comic I'm feeling extremely rewarded yeah for, for what i'm reading it's yeah, just for sure it's deadly fun yeah and then actually uh, here's another moment that sticks out to me right on the next page when punisher just goes up to the hulk and just starts clawing at him and there's mm. all you see is like frank's face and blood being like spattered on it and he's like he's just saying like oh getting covered in blood gotta keep going getting and then you flip to the next page and his hands are the ones that are all bloody and yeah. he was just like if only it wasn't my blood <laughs> right he says blood flying everywhere yeah. can't even see wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't all mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So his hands are just bleeding everywhere. I guess such a great use. Yeah. Like, that's how you use a comic book. Yeah. Right? It, it's hard to do that in any other medium. But close in, close up on his face with the blood spattering and then the page turn to get you the reveal. Right. Um, yeah. It's just so brilliantly used. And I was I, w I was loving that. That I, I even went back read it again and had to yeah. go for it just because i loved the moment yeah it was a good moment yeah uh and it it doesn't even look like the hulk is any more angry than he was because he's always at <laughs> he's always it looks at like peak. the epitome peak anger <laughs> yeah which is the hulk thing right he the the angrier he gets the more strong he is so maybe this is just maxed out yeah there's no turning hulk. back from this version of the hulk no like, there's no he couldn't go to counseling no <laughs> they make that clear yeah help yeah. he's done he's done oh he's he's long gone he's yeah he's gone yeah, but they are, uh, Chip is able to help out, actually, in this situation, which is nice, um, so that Frank and, and him can flee. Right. I think he blasts him with some sort of... Well, I, I thought so, too, and I'm a bit confused. Is it some sort of light or sound, or... Uh, yeah, it looks like he's blasting him with a light or sound. Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks like he hits him with something. He's just able, yeah, he's able to pop in, hit him with something to distract him. It's like a like, flash of light. Yeah, it, it's it's almost just like a look over there. Hey, what the yeah. hell is that? Well, it's only <laughs> and then it gives them book it. one yeah. sec. They get one or two seconds just to, to run out of there. Yeah, it yeah. looks like he just blinded him for a second, and they're they're able to turn around and run out. Yeah, and they decide to take the leader with them. Mm-hmm. That's fairly nice of them to bring him along. Yes, of course. They're definitely doing it to save him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's definitely the reason for this. It's not his fate with, with Frank is not much better than what it would have been with the Hulk. But no, no, we learned him, that. They yeah. let him live for a little yeah. bit longer. I mean, he's probably going to stay in one piece with Frank. True. But he's definitely not going to with Hulk. Yeah, I mean he probably can't feel much of his body. Anyways, <laughs> true, so true, yeah. What's what's matter. getting ripped in half at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then they get beamed out. Yep. Again, uh Marie. Marie or Mary, I'm not sure which one it is. Beams them out. And uh, then we're in the spaceship. And they've got Leader. Leader is there. He's tied tied down to a bed. Probably don't need to tie him down. I feel like that might he's... be overkill. His, his back was yeah. broken by the hall. Yeah. That's kind of it just might... adding insult to injury. Right. Here, it might like... be like a rehab thing. He might be like, they have to straighten it out. They have to straighten out his back at him. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. But Frank's got this big, <laughs> huge uh, medical saw. Right. Yeah. So, probably not rehab. Mm, yeah. I'm concerned with what's happening here. But yeah, basically, what are they doing? They're, they're, they, they're trying to pull, is it all the captains? And I guess the hitman had two as an inhibitor chip. Yep. That was placed in them from the six-fingered hand right. that keeps them from um, providing information. Yeah. So Frank is re- removing that inhibitor chip so he can, I assume, torture yeah. and get more Torture information, information out of them. Yeah. It's a, a, just, again, another neat little thing that's just not really explained to you, just shown to you. Yeah. Um, that they, they all must have this chip that stops them from being able to rat out right. a- and squeal on their leaders. So Frank finds it, takes it out, and then he's able to torture him to get information. Yep, and we get information about uh, the whereabouts of Doc Ock. Yeah, pretty quickly after pretty, that. <laughs> pretty quickly. It doesn't take long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then um, from there we get a really, really nice panel. Um, it's it's Frank and his family back on Earth. Very, very, very nicely painted. Um, yep. Almost looks like there's maybe a sunset or a sunrise or something happening. It's a really good juxtaposition of his what his life used to be like on earth and warm mm-hmm. and cozy. Yeah. Um, you know, placed against the coldness of space. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting to have this right at this point in the comic. Yeah. Cause you've, you haven't got anything like this up to this right. point. It, it's just been death and destruction. And it was a nice break yeah, for sure. And you need a breather sometimes Come yeah, up for air, you know, on point with the comic, it, it doesn't last very long. Right. You know, they keep yeah. things moving yeah. pretty quick. We don't get a scene with them. We get one one page, which is two panels. You get what you need in the one page. Like like you said, it's just so beautiful looking, right? Mm-hmm. So you convey what you're trying to in a feeling without having to say too much. You can just show yeah. um, by how beautiful it's painted that this is, this is a memory for him. Yeah. And then you can show his face having a tear rolling down and we get it like that's yeah. all we need to know about the pain that he's still feeling mm-hmm. it was well done um there's not a lot of text on here but i no. found myself studying the page for sure yeah um a lot of a lot of the other pages you're 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 kind of going real fast mm-hmm. because the story's progressing so fast yeah and you want to see all the action and it's moving you along but but this page i found myself just pausing like they, they didn't need 
three or four pages. Yeah. Um, I, I think this just this did what it needed to do. You, you basically spent the same amount of time on that one page yeah. as you did on the previous three because mm-hmm. they were just action yeah. and you want to get, yeah, you want to see what happens, right? You want to so get much, to the end. Yeah, so much has happened already. You need this break. Like You For need sure. a second just to like catch your breath. And be like, Unbelievable oh, how much has happened. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, how many people did I just see get murdered yeah. in like 10 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might be in the hundreds. There's a lot. There's <laughs> yeah. no telling. Yeah. And just like characters that you think are pretty big characters in the universe you know yeah. are just dropping like flies, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was just uh, like a holographic image that Frank was looking at. Um, we yeah. Go, we go back to him sitting in his room on the spaceship and that's what he was looking at. Yeah. And that's where you just get the tear down his face and you get it. Yeah. And then a nice, uh, another nice cut. We don't need to see how they got Doc Ock. We knew they had the information. We know what the Punisher can do. Yep. We know that he is going to be captured in some way. Yep. And so we just see him tied to the front of the spaceship. Yep. How, how are we going to torture this guy? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, here it is. Skin peeling off his face. Uh-huh. They're cruising through space <laughs> with Doc Ock tied to the front of their spaceship. It's rough. And his skin is just melting yep. off his face. So I, I, I wondered, well, I mean, come on, this... Dr. Octopus and on the front of a spaceship he'd be disintegrated or frozen or something yeah. so fast yeah uh, but I guess they do explain that something to do with his physiology yeah. allows him to exist in space for a longer period of time yeah so he's definitely not enjoying it but yeah. he was able to right survive. it might just be it might just be the speed of the aircraft that is like peeling yeah. off his skin right and not necessarily the space environment mm-hmm. yeah so he's trying to get Dr. Oct to talk but um, I guess uh, going through space so fast had uh, ruined his his vocal cords. And he can't really even <laughs> tell them the information that yeah. he needs. So he gets uh, he gets Doc Ock to whisper it the best he can to him. Yeah, and then immediately blows his head Shut off up. right like, away. Blows his head off. Just yeah. oh, it's violent. There is yeah, there is no mercy no. in this guy. No, he he sort of is. Him and the Hulk are a little parallel in this one. Yeah. Like, they both just are showing no mercy to whoever they That's come right. across. There's zero mercy. Yeah. Yeah. They are ripping everyone apart. Yeah. With with the only goal of killing. Like, that's all they want. That's all they both want out of this is just to kill. Yeah, we understand why the Punisher's doing it. It's for yeah. revenge. Maybe he's, it's, he's yeah. a little bit excessive, but we, we get it. But yeah. the Hulk, we don't... No. This guy's just... He's mad angry. Yeah, just, for sure. We don't get why he's doing this. It yeah. seems like if, if anything just sets him off a little bit. Yeah. You know, if like you're in your you're in your basement or something and you hear a cricket but you can't find it. <laughs> right. Like the Hulk is gonna rip people's rip, heads off. <laughs> rip people's heads off, <laughs> yeah. rip the house out, kill that cricket, yeah. and then go on to kill all the other crickets in for the sure. universe yeah. until they're all gone. And then he'll be calm for five seconds until yeah. something else happens. Something else happens, and yeah. Then he's, then he's gone. Exactly. He uh, wouldn't do well on this warm day we got going on here. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> he wouldn't. But uh, his determination is is something to yeah. be admired. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes, <laughs> for sure. If we only had a, a small amount of his yeah, determination. Who knows what's motivating this guy. Yeah, yeah but no, he's, he's doing it. He's going for it. Yeah, we definitely don't know his motivating factors. <laughs> Just that he was... He is the Hulk. That is yeah. his only motivating yeah. factor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so then we, we come up on one of the coolest parts of the story, I thought. Uh, and that is where Six-Fingered Hand is revealed. Yeah. Um, because 
Frank's tear is starting to become the thing of legend. Yeah. Yes, and definitely. The, the six-figured hand, he's caught their attention. Yeah, he's taken out two captains already. Yeah. In in he's, no time. He took out the captains. He took out the hitman. The hitman, and yeah. Then, and he's continuing to move forward. So what we get here is six of the watchers. Yeah. Sitting around a table. Very cool. Very cool uh imagery on that page for sure um they're all sitting around a table and the the table has a a handprint on it and the hand has six fingers and each finger is pointing to one of the watchers yeah very 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 cool yeah Uh, and that that concludes the second issue and i mean yeah if you weren't already in i can't believe it's only two issues up to that point oh i know that's why i just love it because it just moves like sometimes you can get into these arcs that are going to be six to twelve long and they're telling this story Mm -hmm. and they're just taking way more issues to do it like this one just gets to it right away that was only two issues and we're already yeah i wouldn't expect a reveal like this after two issues no Uh, this is even something that i could have seen coming halfway through the final issue for sure revealing these characters for sure yeah i got really excited here because we're only halfway and and we've revealed um the the main villains here so yeah yeah you're right this is something that like like where arc number one is him is his taking out all the captains you at the end of arc number one, you you see that it's the Watchers, and then it's like, okay, we'll see how that sells, and if it sells well, then we'll go and do it. Like we'll go and do it with the Watchers. We'll do arc yeah. number two with the Watchers. Right. But no, they just boom right to it. We know yeah. we figure out halfway through two issues in that it's Watchers, and it's traditionally you'd expect Frank to work his way up the line, right? Yeah. Do the and the, not figure it out till he gets there, right? Until yeah. he finishes the yeah. last, you know last uh, captain off and gets the information of who the six-fingered hand is but yeah the six-fingered hand reveal themselves to us i like that yeah um, yeah early yeah which was really... i like knowing more than the main character yeah. it's an interesting storytelling device where right. you tell the audience you let them in on something that the main character doesn't know yet mm-hmm. yeah good point time for break So we end, uh, we end book two there. Yeah. And then you pick up book three and just, uh, more (laughs) book three opens just ridiculous. Like Punisher is standing on a hill of Hitler's. Yeah. (laughs) Just a mound of Hitler's. The Red Skull has an army of (laughs) Hitler's and they're like, some are human some are alien. Well, most are aliens, but different yeah. types of aliens. They all have the mustache. They all have, yeah, they all have the, uh, the, the, the Nazi stash, armband. Yeah. They all have the, the black hair. They're all in, like, the green suit. Yeah. Some have tentacle arms. Yep. Some have horns. Some have weird, like, deer ears. And multiple foreheads. Yeah, I don't think there's, like, two that are the same in no. this drawing. No, no, definitely not. One of them has, like, 14 eyes. Yeah. And one of them has a sword in his sticking out of his chest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think the Punisher that was the Punisher's sword. I think no. that guy's just uh, he just has a sword in his chest. Sword. Yeah, <laughs> from from somewhere in the past, someone stabbed him in the chest with a sword, well, and he had you know decided what? not to take it out. It almost looks like that guy is like a Siamese twin. Yeah, it does. And maybe he was trying to cut himself good free point. one day. <laughs> That's a good point. I think he was. He's he got trying halfway, to separate himself. He got halfway down and just left it in. It's part of him now. That's a great catch. Yeah, that is what's happening there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so Frank's just standing on a hill of 
dead ones, yeah. dead Hitlers, while he's opening fire on the rest of them. Yep. The the rest of the captains are inside watching this happen. Yeah, so. which is interesting because we've gone one by one. Yep. We had one in issue one, yep. one in issue two, and now you open three, the rest of them are all in one room. Yep, he got the information from Doc Ock as yeah. to where they were all going to be gathering. And now they're all here, and Frank, it's it's on their home planet or something. They're 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 inside a fortified castle, and yeah, it's on it's Red on Skull's armies outside. And Frank just comes in. He's got um, nothing more than it looks like a couple guns, and he's carrying um, like a, a a big bag with him. Yeah, a big green bag. It must be ammo. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna need it like that. He's just on, like, the hill that he's on is so massive. It, like, exceeds the height of their castle. It is taller than the castle. <laughs> At the yeah. hill of dead bodies. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I again, think they, the, the, the Hitlers keep climbing up, and then yeah. he just keeps killing them, and it just keeps getting taller and taller. Yeah, it's like a... It almost reminds me a bit of, like, World War Z. Uh, yeah. Where they're, like, climbing on each other to get up and higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Frank gets captured... I think you got to feel like he let himself get captured. He's doing just fine out there. Part of the plan. Uh, but anyways, they bring him into the room with the other captains and he's got his, uh, his bag with him. Yeah. And now it appears to be a body bag. Yeah. It's, he's, it's brought, he's done them a favor. I guess he's brought Dr. Ock back to them. Yeah. That's a, a pleasant peace offer. <laughs> right. Right. And, yeah. And, you know, it's for it's, sure. I guess Frank wants him to have a proper burial. So for sure. Yeah. It's pretty nice back, of him. He could have just tossed that into space. Totally. Well, he he's been tossing most of the people out of yeah. space. So that and like the the strength on this guy, he was holding that Doc Ock bag while he was shooting up all the Hitlers, just like it was just like a book bag, like it was oh. just like a, a satch. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the the physique on him is, oh. is fairly impressive. I think his arms are getting bigger and bigger as we go. I think along. they do. Yeah. yeah, they do get bigger. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> he's a force. Yeah. So he's walked into the captains, and uh, he gets one punch in on Red Skull. Yeah. Um, because Red Skull makes some derogatory comments about his family. Yeah. So he gives him a punch, but then the captains just start to unload on him. Yeah. They're one by one. They're just they're they're kicking the shit out of him. So it looks like he could be in trouble here. Yeah, doesn't last long though. Does not last long because no. that bag didn't just have Doc Ock. That's correct. What did it have? It had Chip. Chip comes out not of the bag, no, <laughs> but of Doctor Ock's chest. He's in his body. In, he was inside Doctor Ock's body. What a great <laughs> Trojan horse right there! <laughs> Bring the body oh, that and that's great. And rip out of it. That's right. Yeah, so, so he sends a bullet through Magneto's head right away. Yes, we, we lose Magneto. Pretty quick, which I think is fair. His character design didn't allow him to proceed any longer, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but then we uh, we've got them all going to war, and uh, I think you I think you know what's going to be coming. Yeah. Again, it doesn't take long. We get we knock out Green Goblin and Red Skull in three panels. Yeah. Kind of three panels of uh, just just a clean progression of the fighting where uh, Frank shoots Green Goblin, who's holding a bomb. Yeah. So that bomb just kind of falls out of his hand as he's getting shot. Frank catches that bomb, stuffs it in Red Skull's face. Boom. Two dead in less than half a page. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. There's no waste. Frank doesn't waste any energy. No. It's just, he's only doing what he has to do. Yeah. 
yeah. in the coolest way possible. That's right. <laughs> with the coolest of records. <laughs> so now we're down to Ultron. So. <laughs> well, and the way that Ultron gets first attacked <laughs> is that the 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 bomb that Frank put in Red Skull's mouth blew his head off. Yeah. So Frank just caught that head and tossed it that flaming it's head. It's cool. That flaming head looks really neat. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, it's like a it. it's like a Ghost Rider head Ghost going Rider. on there, and he just throws it at yeah. Ultron. It, you know, what? it's I, I love this attack because it's the classic thing like. If you're gonna if you're gonna get in a fight with somebody, if you just throw something to them, yeah. their first reaction is to like reach out to catch For it sure. or to yeah. push it away or something. Yeah. So he throws it to him to and Ultron turns his attention to it to shoot it. Yeah. And then uh, Chip reaches into Ultron's mouth. Yeah. And rips out his spine and brain, yeah. it looks like. Yeah, it's the classic uh middle school dodgeball technique yeah. where you have two balls, you right. lob one in the air That's at right. someone and then you fire That's one right. at them hard, right? Yeah. So it, it works really good. Yeah, they have their eye on that that lob. Yeah. I don't know why that's built into our genetics. You must catch that first time. <laughs> yeah. You must, must catch just first ball. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. That's not very dangerous that lob that's coming at yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And then you always get that dodgeball right in the balls. Oh yeah, because right? they throw <laughs> oh, yeah. it high, you expose yourself, and then they're going, they're going for your groin, <laughs> keeled over. Yeah, yeah. Always gets you. Mm-hmm. Then they laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you cry. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, Chip here um, looks like he uh, he kind of jacks into Ultron's database or nervous system or something and yeah. pulls up, um, shows us, pulls up the information about who the Six Finger Hand is. Yeah. And broadcasts on the wall a picture of the Watchers. So here's where Frank figures it out. This is where Frank yeah. gets it. And he's he's actually, for the first time in the comic, seems concerned. Yeah. He's a little bit, for a little sure. bit concerned about, about these Watchers. Yeah. And here's where I think we're done with issue three. And we're actually seven pages in. <laughs> like, yeah, everything right. has happened so quickly in this issue. Mm-hmm. You think this whole issue is going to be the shootout at Skull yeah. World with... Uh, with all the rest of the six-fingered um, captains, but it's done in seven pages and we're on to the Watchers. Yeah. So for, for anybody listening that maybe is not familiar with who the Watchers are, I'll do a little bit of an explanation about the Watchers. So the Watchers are an ancient species of cosmic beings committed to observing and compiling knowledge. Um, the Watchers possess the ability to achieve virtually any effect desired, including augmentating personal attributes, time and space manipulation, molecular manipulation, energy projection, and a range of mental powers. And they also have access to advanced technology. So they're cosmics, way beyond the the power of yeah. Frank. Like yeah. They are forever. Yeah. They're living forever. They, nothing can stop them. But the idea of the Watchers is that they're, they're not supposed to get involved. They're yeah. only supposed to watch. Yeah. And not watch but don't do and if they're not there if they're not watching that's how the world goes to chaos right right? they're the ones that are keeping things moving for everyone like keeping things in control but they don't intervene yeah right yeah so then uh, frank knows that he's yeah he's scared that's why he's he's finally feeling like uh oh this is not someone i can just shoot that's right or cut in half with a lightsaber or use my claws (laughs) like i yeah this is this is beyond me he's finally threatened yeah. But he has a plan. Yeah. So he heads to uh, Avengers Tower. Yeah, because he needs to get something from... it. Basically, their 
museum of weapons yeah it's a i like this museum i love it yeah this is cool yeah they've got it's a cool idea yeah they've got in the infinity gauntlet mm -hmm. in here they have galactus's helmet yeah some iron man suits some iron man suits um some masters of evil yeah there's a spaceship i don't know whose spaceship that is yeah it's hard to tell is like it, it could be the fantastic four but yeah. it's could be yeah it, it doesn't really look like it so yeah uh not sure captain america's shield is in here for some reason yeah like a cosmic cube cosmic cube yeah, yeah. it's neat, neat. Yeah. a lot a lot uh displayed just in that half a page there yeah cool yeah so i was wondering how they just managed to break in or yeah. walk in it, there doesn't appear to be anybody around yeah so there isn't there yeah. isn't just kind of empty so yeah. it seemed like the avengers are off doing something yeah yeah, but it just seemed like, I don't know, maybe they didn't, they didn't pay a lot of attention to this part of the story. Maybe they just, just like, right. anything yeah. else, they maybe just wanted to speed it along. So yeah. they'd walk in, they'd walk out. But yeah. that wasn't quite the case. Yeah. So they, they encounter um, a butler. Yeah. And who's the butler? Jarvis. It's Jarvis. Ninja Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jarvis, um, the Iron Man or Tony Stark's artificial intelligence, has a body and it's the body of a butler and he turns out to be the security system yes yes exactly and uh he's he's not just going to let them walk out with whatever they need no he doesn't <laughs> he's going to get into fisticuffs with them and he does yeah <laughs> he's pretty badass yeah so he starts giving it to punisher worse than we've seen him get at this this whole book yeah definitely yeah this is the it's just a one-on-one -on -one fight, and this is definitely the worst we've seen Punisher get it. Yeah, so Punisher gets it pretty bad, and then Chip jumps in and tries to help, and Chip is no match either for Jarvis. No. Uh, and Jarvis um, is handling both of them fairly easily. Yeah, like, it is he is he some sort of android? I would. I, would I, I think so, right? That's android, what yeah. that's what I was. Uh, that's yeah. what I was also thinking. Yeah. He's just like, shooting fire out of his hands in one. Yeah, one part, I mean, right? like, in, yeah. in the uh, he's some sort of robot yeah in, in the age of ultron avengers movie like ultron was born out of jarvis, right jarvis ai right right so right it, it's something like that like the ai has been put into some sort of an android right this is clearly not a a, a normal butler yeah yeah <laughs> no he is not just a a trained butler no no uh, then we get uh M marie gets involved as well she yeah. beams him down yeah. um a bazooka which also does nothing uh jarvis reflects it Jarvis picks up Galactus's head and is ready to put an end to Frank when Frank asks Marie to give him the lost in space treatment. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Jarvis gets beamed out into space. <laughs> right. And it's pretty funny because he's Jarvis is standing over Frank holding this Galactus's <laughs> like head helmet, above yeah. him. And then the next frame, he's in that same pose, <laughs> hands above his head, floating. legs spread, but he's just floating through space. Yeah. Pretty great. I, I wonder if he ever even pulls his arm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, he can. probably sees no reason to do yeah, so. Yeah. They keep moving on. Um, in Amongst the fight, uh, Chip was able to get what they were looking for. Yeah. And they uh, they head out. Yeah. And they they head to um, where the, the home of the Watchers. Yeah. Again, we're not wasting any time here. They're just. He's got what yeah. he's got what he needs and it's off to the Watchers. Yeah. And again, instead of just standing in front of um the home of the watchers and ending the issue 
uh, he goes right in there and he starts talking to him. Yeah, and I like it. He doesn't really have to look for them. They just kind of present themselves. Yeah. They say, you know, you don't need to look for us. Here we are. Yeah. And he, he you know, pulls out a gun and it's quickly just... Com- comedically, he pulls out a gun. Yeah. I don't know what he's expecting. With <laughs> yeah, it it just... looks like the smallest gun he's pulled out oh, totally. this whole time. <laughs> he just pulls out a handgun. It looks like, yeah. It's, it's, it looks it's, like it's... bubbles are going to come out of the yeah, end of it, right. right? It's so tiny. Yeah. Gets zapped away and they just say, please, you know? <laughs> like, what, yeah. are you, what are you even trying to do here? Yeah. And then they just destroy Chip. Yeah, this was unfortunate. They they, they blow up Chip. Yeah. Uh, in a show of power, they, they blow him up. They they call they call Frank and Chip toys compared to them. Yeah. And um, we, uh, we we lose Chip here, but uh, Frank pulls out what he had stolen from mm-hmm. the Avengers headquarters. Yeah. Which was a weapon known as the Ultimate Nullifier. Yeah. And uh, are you familiar with this weapon? I'm familiar with it, except what what I'm familiar with is that the extent of its power is kind of unknown. Yeah, it's yeah. it's sort of like like the Watchers. It has sort of life altering abilities, like uni- universe altering abilities, right? In the in the correct hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what um frank's point of getting it is except for just shooting the watchers like because it could destroy them because it can destroy anything right yeah there's not i don't think there's a lot known about it so what i i I always knew about it from back in the day i i never i never liked it yeah i always thought it was a bit of a cop-out yeah too powerful yeah and it was it was like um uh mr fantastic always had it i think it was in his possession okay i i can't i don't know it i thought my memory, I guess I thought that he had made it, but I don't think that's the case. I don't think he right. actually made it. I think he just had possession of it. But it was always like, you know, oh, oh don't make me get the ultimate nullifier. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, well, we'll leave you alone then. Yeah. We don't want you to get that. And yeah, it's kind of aptly named where it's just like, oh, you know, the ultimate nullifier. Yeah. Like, this will just stop any conflict that's there right. is. And, <laughs> Anything and we're having in the co- in the comic, we can just get out of it because we have the ultimate nullifier. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I went online to, to see what information I could pull up about it. Yeah, that. good, because I, I want to know a bit more, because I knew, that's I knew all I really bit. knew. Yeah, that's yeah. all I really knew about it is it's kind of this great power that we don't really know exactly what it can do. That's right, yeah. So, introduced in 1966, it was described as the only known weapon in the universe capable of inspiring fear in Galactus. So okay. right there. That's big. It's, it's a big, big deal. Big. <laughs> it's a big deal. I don't know if Galactus really getting... Does he have fear? Yeah, does he have fear glands? So it's known as the universe's most devastating weapon. Okay. The the nullifier has the ability to completely eliminate any target the wielder chooses, along with the user if his or her mind is not focused enough. In the hands of a being with an extremely powerful mind, the nullifier can destroy entire timelines from beginning to end or even erase and recreate the entire infinite multiverse. So... From that description, it sounds almost exactly like the Infinity Gauntlet with the, with the gems. Right. Um, right. You have life in your hands, basically. Yeah, right? but you yeah. have to be mentally powerful enough to wield it. For sure. It doesn't say anything yeah. about being physically powerful enough, yeah. but mentally you have to be strong. Right, with, which I think is also something that goes along with the Infinity Gauntlet. Like That is yeah. physical, but also and you need to too. have the mental yeah. ability to... Uh, be be able to control what you want to do yeah so we end off 
So where, like, where is Frank wielding this weapon? Where do you think he sits in that? Like, he's well, I think he's mind strong. I yeah, think, okay. Because he's yeah. suffered a lot, right? right? And so he, he has his mind on one goal. Yeah, right. So he would be able to wield it to do what he wants. Right. I, I think he's he's focused. Makes sense. He's yeah. focused enough and yeah. determined enough that he could make it work. Right. It's not. It's not so much about. Yeah, like how physically powerful you are. It's more. How strong his mind is. Well, from this write-up, yeah. it sounded like, yeah, if you're meant, the only, th- the, the problem is if you're not mentally focused enough, mm-hmm. you could screw up whatever you're trying to do. Like if you're trying right. to destroy the watchers here, yeah. if he's not focused enough on it, something else could happen. Some yeah. other outcome. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's like a guy who's lost his family. I guess it could go either way, but we know from this comic He's got one thing on his mind. Like, yeah. he is, he is, his mind's a steel trap right now. He knows what he wants. But we don't get any explanation in the book about what the nullifier is. No. Right? So, uh, he pulls it out. Yeah. The Watchers are now afraid. Yeah. Like, they're, they're in fear of it. Uh, they call it the most powerful weapon in the universe. Yeah. Uh, they say he, but he won't use it. It says, because if he does use it, he won't only destroy us, but the entire universe as well. Okay. And they say even his vengeance has its limits. Mm. Okay. And Frank says, yeah. oh, Yeah observe and then we end this issue with him pressing the button you get the click yeah. like the snap click yeah. to click i wouldn't i wouldn't have expected the ultimate nullifier, nullifier to click yeah no. i almost i thought he was just cocking it when i first oh. when i first read it i thought he was mm. just cocking it like we get to the next issue and we realize that click was using it yeah but i thought he yeah. was just like click i'm gonna do it you know yeah. like so you knew nothing about the nullifier you thought it was like a, yeah a, a gun you had to load and cock and well at, um, at that point yeah yeah, I, I just I just thought, like, what is it made out of? Is it just made out of like, yeah, <laughs> like plastic? Yeah, or that's just a toy. Metal. It's just I wouldn't expect it to make a clicking sound for sure. Yeah, but uh, you I think, think there'd be some smooth parts. Yeah, it might need to click, the, yeah, click maybe soundless. <laughs> yeah, um, that was my thought, anyways. But yeah, I mean, I guess they're just doing it to to let us know that he used it. Yeah, so. for sure. That's kind of the way they have to do it. Yeah, in a comic. You but, gotta have I mean, some what, sort of sound. What could it have sounded like other than click? It could have been like like a swish, right, something, right, something, or just like a really line. a really deep like. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> you know, something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. So you some, know something happened. Yeah, so with some rumbling around. Yeah, the click. It's like it's almost like <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Click, yeah. click, 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 click. It's not working. Yeah, Get the remotes out of batteries or something. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just gotta shake it a bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we we end it with that. Yeah. He's um, apparently used the nullifier. Yep. So then we get to the the fourth and final issue. And this is by far my favorite cover of, of, oh, the, of the four. Totally. Uh, they've all been really good, but this totally. one is... Totally. It's so over the top. Totally. It's, uh, it's the Punisher holding the earth in one hand, and he's got a gun pointing at the earth in the other. Yeah. And he's screaming, buy this comic or I shoot this planet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. This on the shelf is ridiculous. Oh, I, I, like, don't, I don't know how this couldn't sell. How, yeah, you walk by this and it's just ridiculous. I don't know what else to say about it. It looks You like, have to buy it. it. Yeah, it looks like one of the alternate covers that someone would make for, for, sure. for a yeah. series. <laughs> for sure. But it wasn't the alternate. No. It was the real it was, one. It was it's the so cover. Good. It's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, great job on that one. Yeah, and his arms are, like you said, even bigger than they've ever been. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely getting bigger and bigger. Like, I think he's surpassed Thor now in that arm. Yeah, yeah, he is bigger than Thor here. And he he actually is, uh, interestingly, wearing a cape throughout this whole 
uh, ordeal. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wonder why that is. I, I, yeah, I like don't I know. I noticed it, but I didn't really notice it, you know? I wonder if it's just because he's in space. Like, yeah. it seems to be sort of like a space thing, but not really. Like, no. a lot of superheroes on Earth wear capes. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. It looks good, though. It does, yeah. It, it I mean, makes I, it, it makes his shoulders look really broad. Yeah, they, they are going for a different look looking Punisher here. Yeah, so um, you know. Earlier in yeah. the book, when the Watchers start talking about him, they do a page where they have different versions of yes. what the Punisher actually looks like, yes. like throughout the comics. For sure. Uh, there's maybe three different versions of them, and this one is different from those as yeah. well. So. Yeah, and one of those actually, I noticed, looked a lot like a Punisher Max um, mm-hmm. version of him, and I think Teixeira did a little bit on Punisher Max. Okay. Um, so that makes sense that it would look, yeah, quite similar. I wonder if that was a comment, perhaps, on punishers from maybe other multiverses mm, like yeah. the, that the watchers know about right like this this guy yeah reminds of reminds of of this guy the punisher who looks like this here he looks like right. this here he looks like this here but in, where we are right now he looks like this right because they would know all the different yeah. dimensions so yeah you're pulling up that's interesting yeah because you would you would have the different universe kind of looks of him right yeah. where where yeah. wherever someone's done a limited series or, or whatever of him in there mm-hmm yeah, yeah, that is interesting. They're just like, this guy always just, like, never quits. Yeah. And now he's after yeah, us. And all, yeah, and all the... Now this version... Dimensions yeah. or whatever. Now this version is after us. Right. We gotta stop it. Yeah. And this is the space version. Spa- yeah, man. Look out. <laughs> yeah, man. Look out. It's holding the world hostage right now. Yeah. Buy the comic or I'll shoot it. So, we uh, we start book four with, uh, with the Watchers. Yeah. The, the first the first panel, uh, this watcher says he is Uatu. So Uatu is actually known as the first watcher. Oh, okay, so okay. He's, yeah. he's the originator. I thought it was nice that they put that in there, yeah. that this guy's the original. Because they go on to say, they go on to explain themselves a little bit and that they've been watching for a long time. Mm-hmm. But that the, the six of them, they wanted more. They didn't just want to watch anymore. Right. They wanted to get involved. Right. Like explaining okay. why they okay. were doing what they were doing. But I, I, I kind of thought maybe it was just a rogue group yeah. of six. Yeah. But but I, I found it interesting that the original guy was the one who For sure. yeah. started it's really, this descent. It's just a board group of six, yeah. right? Like the first guy who ever was the Watchers, he comes to a point where he's like, I need to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so they said they wanted to get involved. They wanted to do more. Yeah. And for that, they got banished. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're, the six of them had been banished by... It looks like the elders are banishing them. Yeah. Giving them the thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how they. Uh, that's how they vote. <laughs> right, and the right. Watcher kingdom like, is thumbs up. Thumbs up, thumbs down. down. Yeah, yeah. None of them look very happy. Yeah, very, funny. very Ebert and Roper. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they explain that they created the six fingered hand so that they could be involved in every aspect of of the universe. Yeah, and have some effect on it. Right. But then the interesting part is after they're they're given this we kind of pan out and frank's watching them give this speech on tv yeah he he's uh he's at home he's looks like he's in a a nice apartment somewhere or a condo yeah. or something yeah. it, is, looks, uh... it looks a little spacey yeah it looks like it's still in space yeah. somewhere. it doesn't look like earth no that's, no that's, i got the same i got the same effect when i saw it the first time it's yeah that, that's not earth no you can tell so yeah. 
Um, and why would you be watching the the Watchers on TV? Like, yeah, what is this? Where, yeah, where is this? Where what is channel? This? What channel is this on? And it looks like he's paused it, so it looks like it's either he's paused a, it, yeah. a DVD, a Blu-ray. Maybe he's got TiVo out there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's some nice subtleties going on when you look at it just real quick. Yeah, you you think, oh well, great, Frank's home because he's sitting on the couch. His wife and his son have just come in. Yeah. Um, but then the more you look, you're like, well, wait a second. Yeah, first it doesn't look like Earth. Yeah. The watcher is on TV. Yeah. There's a, a model on his coffee table of his spaceship. Yeah. Marie, yeah. A small model of it. Uh, so you're kind of thinking, what's going on? Yeah, there's there's too many similarities to the story. So how could he be with his wife and kid? Right. And, you know, again, we keep bringing it up, but classic to this story, they don't waste any time. No. Moving on to the next <laughs> no. item. By the bottom of the page. Yeah, by the bottom of the page, Frank already realizes that this is not reality yeah that this is this is fake so he shoots the tv mm-hmm. uh then puts the gun to his head and shoots himself yeah and then uh wakes up with uh holding the ultimate nullifier to his head right back where the watchers are and they they explain to us a little bit about the ultimate nullifier and they tell us that it's the the greatest joke in the universe. Right. That the ultimate nullifier actually has no power at all. Yeah. It's just a level of control. Yeah. Um, we just created it just to scare people. Like to that scare them and to screw with them. Yeah, to yeah. screw with them, that there is this weapon out there. Yeah. 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 So it um, it appears that they were giving Frank a chance or almost offering him the opportunity right. to live with his family again. Yeah. But Frank immediately knew it wasn't real he can't accept that yeah he's not going to accept that that's not what he wants yeah uh i think he realizes he's not gonna get his family back i don't think that's what he's trying to do here no he's he's he knows that's family. he's accepted that yeah he's out for revenge for who killed his family yeah so that is all he wants happy in a in a fake reality yeah so yeah and i think it's uh it's fun that the like we were talking before the watchers are kind of commenting on how the ultimate nullifier is dumb (laughs) <laughs> it's just yeah. being used in used in comics just to kind of save the day yeah. um mm-hmm. and they're like yeah it's just it's fake it's not even a real thing yeah yeah it's like it's like a just a a ploy or a way out yeah. for for people to I, I feel like maybe they're kind of making a little bit of a joke too yeah. on, on how it's been written like what we were talking about before totally yeah mr fantastic's got it so look out if he threatens to use it right for sure yeah uh, then you better watch out yeah uh, it's kind of like a storyline over that's right it gets, <laughs> yeah. it gets them out of situations yeah. where maybe they the writers um aren't required to to think out of the box yeah. or think harder about how to get out they're just like ultimate nullifier okay uh and end book yeah we're done yeah I like that. Yeah, me too. It's, I didn't see that coming. No, definitely no. not. So, I mean, I thought the click was just cocking it, so I, I definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't see it coming. And I just thought it was on the batteries. <laughs> but uh, we were both wrong. Yeah, definitely. Didn't know it was uh, just uh, fake, a toy. Yeah. So the watchers, uh, the watchers have won. They don't really care about Frank anymore. Um, no. Yeah. Their only concern was the nullifier, which apparently wasn't a concern, but. <clears throat> I guess, were they just making, like, were they just screwing with him when he pulled it out the first time? Because they legitimately looked scared. Yeah, I know. And they're calling it the most powerful weapon in the universe. Yeah. And then they're afraid he's going to use it, and he does. And then so, it comes back, and they're yeah. all just kind of like, oh, you fell for it. It does nothing. So but when I, he clicked the button, yeah. something happened, because he went to that reality. Yeah, what I'm thinking is, um, 
they are legitimately afraid of him because he will never stop until he finishes what he wants, like till he gets them killed. And so I think they played along that they were scared of it and then sent him to this sort of in his head to this reality. And we're thinking, oh, he'll be okay there. Like he'll, he'll want to be there. He'll stay there and we don't have to worry about him anymore. Right. Um, But then he refused it. Mm -hmm. And so when he came back, they're just like, well, this isn't going to work. So we'll just tell you that this doesn't work. So maybe making him think that it did work when he clicked it. Hmm. It, But if they are legitimately afraid of him, why are they just walking away right now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is, it is kind of, that's what they're doing here. Is there, it is kind of strange. Yeah. Frank is standing there. They all just turn around and are walking single file in the other direction. And they say, uh, they call Frank a caveman who's throwing rocks at the gods. And uh, the sooner that he accepts it, the sooner he'll find peace. Yeah, so maybe maybe they just wanted to, you know, give him peace, maybe. Mm-hmm. He pulls it out. They look actually afraid. And yeah, maybe they're just like, oh, we'll, we'll just let him have this one. And we'll put him off. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm surprised that they didn't kill him. Yeah. Because, like, the Watchers... They, they don't necessarily hate him and want to kill him, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they just are okay with him thinking he got his family back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. About it's tough. It's tough they because they're, they're the, like, they're the villain of this. Like, we never really come back to them being behind killing his family. Well, the, the captains were, right? Well, I, I, I assume they are. Yeah. Because when they went to... Uh, the Red Skull's planet, the yeah. Red Skull commented on his right. wife and okay. daughter being killed. So I assume Red Skull was responsible. Right. So the Six-Fingered Hand, the Watchers, might not have been responsible at all. Right. And maybe, yeah. But maybe they're they, just... They have nothing against him, but he's coming to them. Yeah. So maybe maybe they just wanted to talk to him and let him know, like, look, you've got no chance against us. Yeah. So don't even... Just, just don't even bother. He wants to follow all the breadcrumbs up to the top yeah. uh, of the... Uh, whoever was is is in charge of those captains yeah right so these watchers are in charge of the captains right so he um, got there he yeah. got to the top but he's outclassed right yeah but do you know who's not outclassed who's that there's one man there's one man one, who has not been outclassed one this entire comic real angry <laughs> mofo who's not outclassed and that's the hulk yeah and what if we learned that this ship can do this ship can beam the ship can beam things beam things places yeah so frank um frank comments no it was uh the ship actually marie comments um after the watchers walk away that uh, that didn't go as planned yeah and uh yeah frank's kind of down and out but yeah we get a frame here of it looks like the hulk is on the spaceship yeah is that is that what you think that's what's happening there i think so um it also just looks like a hologram. You yeah, know? it does look like a hologram. Right? So I don't know. I think it is just a hologram. It's, it's just a hologram. Ship. But what we learn is that the, the ship was running some tests. Yes. And found out why. I think it was why it was why the Hulk went to the leader in the first place. So when oh, yeah. Punisher was yeah, fighting yeah, yeah. Sabretooth, exactly. the leader, yeah. in Deadpool, why the Hulk just showed up. Right. It was right after he killed Samson, he took off. Yeah, the... It was, uh, there was a chip emitting. Yeah. The yeah. leader, the leader, um, 
something the leader had was emitting a sound yeah a sound wave or a frequency yeah that was pissing the hulk off exactly so the hulk went there to destroy it yeah and um the ship says and they have that, that chip now they have it because yeah. they took it out yeah. of leader and they um the marie the ship says that she's been broadcasting that frequency for hours yeah so, <laughs> so then we see the hulk crazy the hulk cruising through space with two of his hands yeah. covering his ears and it's the looks, cricket he looks pissed it yeah. is the cricket. he's so pissed off yeah two hands covering his ears the other two ready to rip somebody's head off and uh yeah so she says he's on his way he's on his way <laughs> he's on his way because she's been emitting this frequency yeah yeah, yeah. so um uh, the Punisher asks her to quickly beam the device to, down to him, yeah. the, the frequency device. Yeah. Uh, it comes down. He gets it in his hand. He pulls out his lightsaber. At this at this point, I was like, what is he doing? Totally. Like, yeah. He's lost it. He cuts his own arm off <laughs> with the lightsaber, uh, the arm that was holding the device, and he yeah. throws, throws his it. own arm up to the Watcher. Yeah. And the Watcher catches it. <laughs> and then the Hulk, Hulk arrives. The Hulk lands. And the Hulk is about the same size as the Watchers. Yeah. They're um, they're giants, and uh, he's right there with them. Yeah, and we're about to find out just how strong the Hulk is. Yeah. So while they are cosmic beings, yeah. um, they are apparently still made out of flesh and blood. <laughs> yeah. Because the Hulk, A lot of blood. <laughs> the Hulk is, he's pummeling it everywhere. I like the banging of the two heads together, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's squeezing three of them to death at one time. Yeah, yeah. He's got oh. three of them in the rear naked choke right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so old. They're all trying to tap out. Yeah, so that takes um, one one page. One he page. kills all six Watchers. All the Watchers are dead. All six Watchers are dead in one page. Yeah, and then... And Frank's, he's got one arm. Yeah, and then for me, just one of the most insane parts of this, this entire was. This comic. Was, it was the most insane. This is... And it was like... Everything up until this point, I was okay with. Yeah. And this this part kind of left me thinking, <laughs> they may have gone too far. This is the part where I was like, yes. <laughs> this is what I needed. This is what I needed. Give this, me something I can't even think of. That's right. That is right. I think the the whole time in this comic, they've been taking it one step yeah. further, one yeah. step further. And I almost didn't even know where to go from here. Yeah. Because um, you've got the Hulk, you've got the Punisher with one arm. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen here? Yeah. It's been, it's been leading up to just going to crush them. them yeah. the whole time. For sure. Right? Um, but I just can't imagine what they're going to do. And then, uh, yeah. So, we hear, uh, it looks like the Hulk is saying, kill me. Uh, He's saying, please. It says, it says, kill me, and then please. Yeah. And so, the Hulk punches into his own chest to reveal a human Bruce Banner <laughs> living inside of his chest. Yeah. And Banner says, kill me. And Frank obliges. Oh, it just, Frank no questions. Gives Shoots him right the, in the, the head. Doc Ock um, shot to the head and he's dead. And that doesn't make the Hulk very happy, but then again, nothing really does. <laughs> he's got a dead banner, yeah, hanging out of his chest, yeah, and he's screaming, yeah. And then he just he takes off. He does one of the classic Hulk three mile leaps, yeah, and that's it for the Hulk. We don't see him anymore. He his last frame is him going off into space with a gigantic bloody chest and a dead Bruce Banner humanoid hanging out of his chest. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I, I needed a second after this. Oh, I yeah. needed a second. I had to go say. back because I, I, I heard the kill me, like I read the kill me and the please. I was like, why would, like, okay, so the Hulk wants, like, to yeah. be killed. 
And then when he starts dinging into his chest, I yeah. had to go back and I look at it again. Too. Yeah. The please is coming from the chest. That's right. Like it's, yeah, you can yeah. hear the please inside the chest yeah. of Banner, like yelling from inside the chest. It would have chest. been a muffled Banner. It would have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then Hulk ripping open his chest. Banner asking it's, him to it's kill It's interesting me. that the Hulk did it. Like, it, I guess it shows you the Banner still has some control of the Hulk. For sure, yeah. Because the yeah. Hulk's not just going to punch no. into his chest. No, for sure. Unless he was just tired of this little guy inside of him. But this just picture of Hulk jumping off into space with just the head of Banner just sticking out of his chest. Yeah, and the body of the Watchers are in the ground. It's insane. <laughs> this book is oh. insane. Man, you know what I needed after this frame was I needed another frame of Frank sitting with his family by the beach. <laughs> totally. Just yeah. for a breather. Just, yeah, just give me one. Give me yeah, something. I needed a sunset after this. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was difficult. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Yeah, so um, we're not we're not quite done, though. The One of the Watchers is still barely alive. Yeah. And um, Frank beams back to the ship. Uh, one of the Watchers uses some eye blasts to uh, shoot the ship. And the ship looks quite damaged and looks like it might explode. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember much of this ending just because I think after that, yeah, after that Hulk thing, I was just that was the real I, that was like the peak, and I was like, wow, like yeah. where do you go? How can you write more comic after this? Like yeah. where do you go from here? I, I feel like that was the real ending, yeah, which, which uh, leaves me a little bit confused about this ending. I, I, I yeah, I'm get, not sure about this ending. We can get to it a little in a little bit. But... Yeah, it feels almost like it's a little bit extra even because there's like an there's an ad in between it that's right you know so it's it's almost like it was a extra almost like an epilogue yeah but it didn't say epilogue but like yeah it was almost like it was an epilogue yeah so anyways the ship is is it's okay it's i guess it took a bit of damage but it's gonna survive Um, right we've got a picture of frank standing on on the bridge and he's missing one arm and he's got he's holding chip's head in the other arm yeah while marie's burning yeah uh and then we get to um some avenger action yeah where have they been all this comic we were wondering yeah well they're fighting some they're fighting some some sort of war here so we've got captain america iron man and thor oh they're fighting some scrolls oh yeah they're they're, they're in the uh, scroll and kree war yeah yeah and then there's more superheroes at that war and then it looks like uh, iron man uh, goes to get a report of what's going on elsewhere. Yeah. And he says, all hell's breaking loose. Yeah. And he contacts Jarvis, who uh, is floating in space. Looks like he's decided to put his arms down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. He, he's floating beside Deadpool's head. Yeah. Deadpool's head is still floating. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so uh, he says, uh, Iron Man's trying to get a hold of Jarvis. And uh, says, Jarvis, Jarvis, come in, you copy. Uh, the Avenger Federation is coming home. Yeah. And then uh, we end on a a panel of Jarvis, a close-up of Jarvis's eye open. So his eyes are closed, floating in space, and we end on Jarvis's eye opening. Yeah, so I guess they just uh, wanted to write in here, like, where the Avengers were, or what they were doing, because yeah. in case we were thinking, like, well, why did why was he able to just walk into Avengers Tower? Where are they right now? Like, Yeah, I don't think we needed that. I don't think so either. It... it I don't the one part of this book that didn't seem to fit. No, I like to think that this book is over right at that ad. Yeah. Right when that ad comes into the book. So just the Hulk frame should have been the last frame. The Hulk frame should have been the last frame, but there is one more of just the watcher shooting back up and hitting the ship. Yeah. And the ship kind of starting to burn. That would have been fine. That would have been fine. That would have been fine to be an end. Like it burns, maybe it burns and maybe it doesn't, but like Frank's face while it's burning around him, he just kind of like puts his head down. Like it's all over for him. It's done. He did what he needed to do. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter if he lives or dies now for him. Mm -hmm. He's just, He's okay with with the rest of life. That's right. Um, so, 
that's to me that's where it ends um yeah i don't need these final uh five or six pages no i don't need them it, yeah. they don't really fit with the comic because for how fast the comic moved yep uh, I this agree. felt like a bit of a slowdown. I agree. I just, yeah, I just flipped through it right now and it was six pages yeah. to say just what you said in 30 seconds that the Avengers are off somewhere else doing something. Like, yeah, which we knew because they weren't at the, yeah, they weren't I at think the it was, tower. Anyway. I think it was even said that they were in the Korean Skrull army yeah. somewhere in there. So, yeah, we didn't need it. it. It did slow it down right at the end. And then I don't know what they're like trying to leave this cliffhanger on either. Like, I, know, so I don't Jarvis get it. Jarvis opened yeah. his eye. What is, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like we're gonna like if, if it's a good seller, we're gonna get another one of the Avengers versus Frank. Like I don't need that. Also, he's missing an arm. Yeah. But yeah, so that all in all though. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's an it's a bit of an exhausting read. It's a little it's, exhausting. It's exhausting kind of talking about it, it now. It's like, wow, there's a lot in there. It takes a lot out of you. There's You're a lot just, in there. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't it it doesn't stop going up. Yeah. Just like it's just you're going the anticipation is building, 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 building. And then For you sure. just take this yeah. huge downslide yeah. um, right right near the end there. So yeah. very, very fun, very rewarding. Yeah, it's just like Hulk punches into his chest, Bruce Banner's in there, and that's just the peak. Like, yeah. well, I can't go anywhere yeah. from there. Yeah, there's there's, the there's the no going on yet. I'm not sure yeah. which one yet. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know where you want to go next in talking about it, but I just wanted to bring up something really quick. Um, while I was reading through it, there's one page, I don't know if you noticed, that was like a letters page. Oh, I didn't read the letters page. Okay, yeah. So it was, it was just right after um, the third issue. There's a letters page. And so I was like, sometimes I take a look at the letters and just see. So I, I open it up. First letter. Uh, Dear Space Punisher crew, what if Marvel made a comic about a sci-fi Punisher seeking vengeance on a group of watchers? It would be awesome. That's what. And it's from... Reed Beeb, a guy who writes on nothing but comics when we still had that site going. No way. Yeah. No first, way. I know Reed. I've worked with Reed. We've wow. collaborated on things. And the first one I read, I'm like, I know that guy. So <laughs> Dean used to work on a, a site called Nothing But Comics where they do comic book reviews and comic book podcasts. Yeah. So your buddy yeah. was the one who pitched this idea. Well, no, he no? didn't pitch it, but he was just saying in his letter, that that's it's a great idea oh, basically okay. yeah okay so they're just oh, he so turned he read it and then... he had read it he had got to issue three and his letter oh, was oh, like gotcha. the what if yeah okay yeah. okay yeah. yeah it was cool though that's like cool. just to see his his letter first one out there that's cool yeah that's neat yeah reed liked to he always had like great ideas of articles and he always liked to write in letters to comics and try okay. to get in the letter pages so it's yeah. it's cool to see him just boom right off right off the first letter yeah 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 well, let's let's move from there to um, to a segment that uh, that we're calling Remind Rewind. Remind Rewind. I just want to know what reading this does this bring up any memories for you, and if not, what does this does it remind you of anything? It definitely reminds me um, of kind of two other comic books while I was reading it. Um, when it kicks off, um, it reminds me a little bit of Fear Agent, uh, just the um, book by Rick Remender. Uh, just sort of the whole space uh, idea of it, of just like one guy, you're following one guy through space and mm -hmm. he's got to clean up like all these aliens. Just that first scene with the brood symbiotes really got me in that uh, mentality. Um, but then kind of combined with uh, Jeff Lemire... 
and Dustin Wynn's Descender, which is like so Dustin Wynn is another uh, watercolor painter. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of got that feel. And it's a it's a sci-fi book. Um, it's about uh, a child robot. So yeah. I kind of got that parallel in there as well. It's about a, a mm-hmm. child robot who apparently uh, carries the same code as um, robots that had once attacked Earth mm-hmm. or had attacked the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And he, this little child robot um, carries the same code. So he's kind of being hunted down. Right. Even though he doesn't know what's going on. He's just a, he's just a robot that's been made to help uh, like kids grow up, basically. He, like teaches them um, as their buddy. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of that. Just I think the style of it, the being in space, seeing the little kid robot... Uh, so it was a mashup of those two in yeah. my head. Gave me both those feels, and I love both those comics. So yeah. I just loved reading it right away. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've read Fear Agent and uh, some of Descender. So yeah, yeah you, it's a good point. It, it does feel like that. Uh, I, I imagine we'll probably be covering both those books in the future. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I love so, them both. Yeah, that's good. For me, for me, it really reminds me of What If Comics. Yeah. Uh, while this isn't a, um, a What If title, Yeah. because uh, I don't think they actually do What If titles anymore yeah uh but when i was uh younger and reading comic books i used to love the what ifs when they would come out uh i had a few of them uh i had what if uh what if spider-man had six arms oh yeah okay pretty neat yeah Um, that's neat what if punisher had killed daredevil Uh uh-huh and then my favorite was what if venom possessed possessed the punisher oh okay yeah yeah it was interesting that a couple of the ones that i had were uh, punisher related yeah for sure um so i i just really quickly got on board with this, this is definitely like yeah it's, some it's, sort of what if yeah well, it is a what if because yeah. the punisher you know he's a he's an earthbound character right? yeah he never in any of the comics he doesn't leave earth yeah right for sure uh, maybe the infinity gauntlet i don't yeah. really remember but yeah i don't not that i can remember is he ever yeah. actually leave earth yeah. yeah so as soon as you get you know, the title Space Punisher. It's yeah. kind of like, well, this is a what if title. For sure, so. yeah. Which I think is what Reed was mentioning in his comment. Um, yeah. Or in his letter mm-hmm. that, like, this is a cool what if story, even though you're not calling it that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, from there, let's move into um, our final segment uh, that we're calling, um, funny enough, we're calling it What If? Oh. <laughs> go ahead and say what if something else had happened in the story uh, and just talk a little bit about where it could have gone yeah if that was the case sounds good so something i had been thinking about and and, and partly because the ending was a little bit jarring for me well my thought was what if now this almost isn't like a, a i'm not pitching a different scenario I'm considering what if this scenario actually did happen right. in the book? What if this was was the book? What if we read... What if we read it wrong? What if we read it wrong? Yeah. So what if when he clicked the ultimate nullifier, it did work? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a fake weapon. It wasn't a, a fake tool. It was one of the most powerful weapons in the, in the universe. And Frank Castle used it. And Mabley... Or Mabley... Maybe it's Maybelie. Maybelie. <laughs> Maybelie. Maybelie. <laughs> my new word, Maybelie. <laughs> Maybelie, he uh he did it did work. And yeah. he wasn't mentally strong enough 
for it to work exactly the way that he intended right. it to. Right. But ultimately, the outcome was what he was looking for. So yeah. when he clicks the button, he's trying to destroy the Watchers. Yeah. It doesn't immediately happen, but, but it gets does, it. and it yeah. gets there. It yeah. gets there. I like I like this take a lot, um, this what if, because we were having a little bit of trouble trying to figure out what the Watcher's deal was with the nullifier, right? They looked like they were scared of it, right? but then, you know, then everything was fine. So I like the idea that it works, and now the Watchers are flesh and blood. Right, right. Because like, right. that, that didn't makes, make sense. No. Because they're the, cosmics. Exactly. Cosmics are not flesh and exactly. blood. Exactly. So that makes sense that it works. And now this is just his universe that he's created right. by using the nullifier mm-hmm. where the Watchers can be killed, mm-hmm. where it can't be done by the nullifier because he, he used it. So it's not just a weapon that can kill them because mm-hmm. it didn't work. So in this, in this universe he's created, he can't do it with that weapon. But he is able to summon the Hulk to do it for him. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's almost like he uses it and he's brought to a universe where he's with his wife and kid. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, this isn't right. He's watching the Watchers on TV. Yeah. This isn't right. This isn't what I want. I just need revenge. Like, that's I know it. they're dead. I know they're past. I need to kill them. Right. So that's why he kind of gets sucked back in. He, he may have thought what he wanted was yeah. his family back, but ultimately he knows they're not coming back. Right. And a fallacy of that yeah. is not what he's looking for. Clicking the nullifier can't bring them back. Right. Although it could have. It says it, I guess it says it could. It could. He can create his own timelines, but I guess this maybe gets to the point that we were talking about before yeah. where he's not mentally strong enough. Yes, exactly. Uh, maybe it, it takes he a, tried. a cosmic being to be the one yeah. that can control it, but he does try. There you go. He tries and he didn't do it right. Yeah. Right? They got they still got the ship. He mm-hmm. sees he sees chip in the mirror as the robot. Mm-hmm. He's watching the watchers on on television. Like all these things aren't quite right. Right. And he can't live with that. Right, so that's when he takes out the gun, shoots the TV, shoots himself, and he's back. Maybe it, maybe just that part, mm-hmm. maybe just the part where he like is with his family. Maybe that's it working. Maybe. And then he just comes back, and they just destroy the nullifier. Mm-hmm. Like the Watchers just destroy the nullifier after that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my my what if question. Yeah. That I considered. Yeah, I like it. It helps me. It helps me accept the end of the book a bit a bit more. For sure, yeah. And I I like to sit around and, you know, think of different ways the book can be interpreted. And in, in a book like this, versus constant action, you wouldn't think you can get that. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to get to the end and be like, oh well let's think mm-hmm. and talk about the end. It makes things like this more interesting. Yeah. To be able to talk about it. Yeah, you can dig a little bit into it. It's yeah. it's, it's fun. Yeah. It, like endings that are, you know, black and white are fine. But it's nice to have something in there where you can question it mm-hmm. and talk about it. So I like that what if. Yeah. Well, did you want to say anything else on uh, on the subject here? Uh, no, I think we I think we covered it uh, pretty extensively. 
Yeah, and I think uh, I know we spoiled the entire book, but it's yeah. still worth reading. Oh, it's for sure, just, just to, even to look at. Just to look at. It'll um, take you way visuals. less than listening to this podcast. Way less. <laughs> yeah, way less. It'll take you a third of the time. It will. Yeah. yeah, it's a fast read, even if you want to read it. If you just want to look at the pages, it'll yeah. take you about ten minutes. Yeah, but beautiful artwork for sure. Um, yeah, definitely worth it. Highly recommend it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's got good uh, replay value as well. So. Yeah, yeah. To share as a guy who. You know, he's he's not noticed a lot because he's not on long, like I haven't seen him really on long runs, um, maybe because it takes him a really long time to to paint his books, but he's fantastic. Yeah. I love looking at it. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to have this complete story by him. Yeah. It's insane story. It's insane. I haven't read many like this. No. It's great. A lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.